Welcome back to The Great Date Guy. My name is Rob Wong, and this is Scott Pagliaccio. What up, fam? Today, uh, we are... I mean, we're, we're covering off on a couple of things. I think the one, is, one is, like, what do you do when you're, like, just in the shit? Like, when things are not going your way, when you're in the middle of a slump. And uh, we're also going to be talking a little bit about, like, addictive behavior. Like, and how those two things are linked. So, if you notice yourself falling into a routine where you're playing a lot of video games, you're drinking, you're starting to smoke again, uh, you're eating foods that are really bad for you. Um, how do you break out of that cycle? How do you identify when that's happening and where do you go from there? Um, so I, I guess I'll, I'll open up a little bit of the ground here because like I, I have a pretty addictive personality. I find that like um, I, I used to play games for like like. 14 15 hours a day like i would just like just like lock down like not even eat or sleep uh i would take a break for porn and then i'd go back to video games and it'd be like oh here's four hours of sleep time to wake up and play more games um mm. that that was like it's a pretty dark period um and i i couldn't get out of it for like a few months at a time um so this is this is a topic that's pretty near and dear to me um how about how about you man what's your background here it, it feels pretty similar to yours, like, um, like the behavior, you know, shutting, or I say shutting down, but like, you know, going, like laying in bed for hours and hours and hours, you know, Netflix, um, in, social media. Uh, most recently I started like picking up cigars, like smoking, um, energy drinks, uh, coffee, a lot of caffeine, um, and yeah, porn. Definitely porn for sure. Totally. Um, and I just, uh, yeah, uh, noticed that recently. And it, and it's, um, I noticed it around um, just instead of taking good care of myself, this is what I do to take care of myself, which isn't the most healthy way. And a little scattered um but i was also thinking about conversations that you and i have had rob where i've reached out to you in the midst of you know these dark places and you're like yo man you're doing a really good job you know keeping yourself alive basically like this is this is what you do man these are these may not be the most beneficial behaviors for you but it makes sense after hearing, you know, what I was going through that, you know, I might be doing these things. And instead of making me wrong, it was really helpful. And it, it helped me to kind of reacclimate, reorient, and then get back on track. Um, you know, being seen by you and understood. But, but then, you know, just kind of had me pointing in another direction. And I get back in the gym, you know, get back to letting things go, letting those behaviors go and, you know, getting some healthier behavior. So I hope that makes sense, man. Yeah. Um, I, th yeah. I think it does. And I, I think that's like, um, it's a good opening into what's going on. Why, why do we take on these addictive kinds of behaviors? Um, so if you're listening right now and you're like, okay, wh why does this keep fucking happening to me? Hey, is there something wrong with me? Um, 
generally, I think what you can look at is the neuropsychology of it. Um, we begin to feel dysregulated or we get an emotion, something negative happens to us. Scott and I were just talking about how mm. if we feel rejected or someone ghosts <laughs> or like, yeah. like abandoned or something, um, our bodies react. We feel things, we suppress them, and then it feels really shitty to just exist. Um, and my theory is here that in order to cover up those bad feelings, we go looking for dopamine, stuff mm -hmm. that uh, porn is really good for that. Novelty yeah. is really good for that. Drugs, uh, I mean, sometimes I have microdose. I do like psychedelics, even though that's supposed to be for like healing and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'll do those because if I do them, I can ignore all the feelings I'm going through. And I saw Scott, you had like, it looked like you had a few things you wanted to throw in there. So I'm going to hit pause right here. No, cool. Yeah. Well, you had just mentioned that. So yeah, um, I noticed too, like it, it's the emotions and the thoughts. Like I have these, this looping pattern that, it, and I noticed it today, the thoughts were just so overwhelming and it's as if they're real. Like I'm making up stories. I, I'm creating this narrative in my head, which then goes into an uncomfortable feeling. And then it's just like this back up to the a thought that's even worse then back into a sensation that's awful. And um, I'm starting to get a handle on it um, because it's been pretty intense the last few months. Um, the cycles come and go. And uh, I noticed increasing meditation. Um, I started a loving kindness practice, Metta, which is a Buddhist practice that you gather, you gather in, you know, energy or love into yourself and then you send it out um, to people you know, your loved ones, then out to people who are neutral, uh, and then out to people you have difficulty with, and then out to the entire, all living beings. And that has been really helpful for me personally, and a mindfulness practice. And then, and then, um, also my fitness practice, uh, getting that kind of more dialed in and utilizing that because I feel like I'm getting some traction now and the, the meditation has really helped. Like it stops the uncomfortable feelings. You know, I'm aware of them, but I'm replacing that behavior with something that fills me with something positive. I feel good when I fill myself with love and energy. I don't feel, you know what? I, I tend to stay in that pattern of, you know, uncomfortable feelings or negative emotions and um, the negative narrative or, you know, telling myself stories that I'm, you know, unable to move forward in my life or I don't amount to anything. The inner critic seems to be more prevalent when I'm not meditating and not moving my body. So I think that's the point I'm trying to make when I'm doing those, when I'm watching porn, smoking cigars and drinking energy drinks. I just want to lay in bed and I don't want to do it, which, duh, <laughs> makes it so much fucking worse. Of course it does. You're not moving your body. You're, you're, you know, lost in some shit that you're choosing. Choose something different. So I started choosing something different. And for the listener, it feels like it's impossible. I'm imagining at times because it does for me. Um, but once I take a, a small little action step and... Maybe it's meditating for a minute. Maybe it's just um, going for a walk outside. Maybe it's, you know, 
doing something different, like choosing something different, choosing a different behavior helps me. And I'm like, oh, I'm home again. This feels good. Because even though it's familiar, the uncomfortable feelings and the dysregulation, that feels pretty familiar. It's been a, you know, something I've dealt with all my life. The, the opposite feels even better and more familiar. I'm like, oh, this is who I really am. This is what's really possible. This is where new possibilities lie in moving through. Does that help? Um, I think I th- it helps for me. And I, I guess I want to bring up some clarity for, for the people who might not be familiar with a loving kindness practice, who don't have a meditation practice. Mm. Like, how would you explain that to someone who's never done those things before? How do you even begin? Uh, really simply is to, I would go on YouTube and I would um, just search Meta or loving kindness practice and, and start there. That's what I did this morning. Um, I did a, I did that prior to working out. So it's as simple. I mean, I know a lot of people, I mean, this is what we do now, right? We have apps, we have YouTube, we have, you know, all kinds of different podcasts, uh, so many different utensils, so many different, um, possibilities for me today. It was literally getting on YouTube, searching loving kindness meta and finding one that I liked. And it was more so the duration. I really wanted to start my day with a clear head and with a good intention and filling myself with love and then sending love out always like 10 X is my workout always. So that to answer your question, Rob, grab an app, jump on YouTube. I mean, yeah, that that's a good place to start. Yeah, I, I'm. That's that is solid advice. I, and I think, um, as you're saying that, I think that one place to also begin. It, 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 I think in the throes of of addiction, when when I'm feeling really shitty and dysregulated, mm. I also don't feel motivated to do anything besides like sleep, or do do drugs or porn or mm-hmm. sex and <laughs> sometimes i can be convinced to go and work out sometimes that's the thing yeah. um and what's coming to mind right now is like escaping that pattern is almost like a practice in doing the one thing that you really don't want to do which a lot of times is like slowing down and mm. feeling that shit um I know that meditation is like the number one thing that I avoid when I'm in the middle of an addictive cycle or when I'm in a slump because it just feels so antsy and gross. Um, and that actually brings to mind something that I've recommended before. Um, if if you do feel very unpleasant symptoms in your body, if you just like pop a baby aspirin or something, it will deaden the edge, possibly enough for you to begin doing other things and begin to move those emotions and those feelings. Um, but what Scott points to right here is that as you move and do things, um, those emotions move too. And as those emotions move, uh, they dissipate. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's in your best interest to take action on things. And if you can, maybe start with the thing that you have a little resistance to, but at least you can begin to push into it. 
I think you raised a really good point earlier around, well, just commit to meditating for one minute. And like, for me, that means that I have to turn off my cell phone. I have to shut down my laptop. I'll go into a dark room. There'll be nothing to do. And I just sit on the floor and then I set a timer for a minute uh, on my phone in another room. Um, and if I feel good after that minute is done, I'll just keep going. But allowing yourself to be baby stepping it and not setting the bar at like, oh, I need to do an hour at a time. Uh, that tends to help out a lot. Yeah, I like that. I like that, Rob. I, I really do like starting minimalistically, like with the least amount that you can do. Because it feels like you can't do anything, is it, it for me anyway? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, man, thirty seconds, a minute, whatever, whatever it is, um, whatever's going to help you, and yeah, whatever's going to help you to get some traction, uh, for sure. Yeah. In uh, yeah, if you if you don't like to work, I mean, if you don't like to work out, and that's not your jam. That I get it, totally. Um, and I think just loving yourself right where you are, like I, I noticed. For me, I'm beating myself up quite a bit. Like, I should be further along. I shouldn't be doing that. I'm shitting all over myself. And it's like, you know what? Having a little... This is what I noticed. It's like cultivating some compassion for yourself. Like, you know, hey, this is where I'm at right now. I'm watching some porn and I feel really shut down and I don't feel really good about myself. And, you know, that one minute of loving kindness... You know, is directed towards yourself first. You know, well, I think let's, that, let's break that down a little bit. Like, yeah, so, sure. so someone who doesn't have a loving kindness practice towards themselves, mm. what are some steps that they could take to begin to show that compassion to them? Because I know, as as a guy, I know this is the one thing that I avoid the most because mm. there's a lot of shame around that. I shouldn't need any of this. Mm. I don't even know where to begin for the most part. So, how do you begin? A couple of different ways, and today, uh, or yeah, today I did a little bit of mirror work. Like instead of looking in the mirror and being judgmental of myself, I gazed deeply into my eyes, saw myself and just started to repeat the words, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Until I really felt it. And I mean, that's that can take moments. Um, so that's that's a great place to start. Uh really I know it feels kind of weird as a dude like right like I want to love myself and tell myself I love myself but what I noticed when I'm stuck in the addictive behaviors is I'm telling my I can tell myself I love myself or I can tell myself the other story and what I notice if I you know you're a piece of shit you're no good your kids hate you you're never going to amount to anything you're telling yourself that so it's just a shift of of awareness it's shift of you know okay i notice i've been my inner critic or this hurt little boy has been the in the forefront so a simple action step is to kind of yeah look in the mirror tell yourself the opposite of what you've been telling yourself because like i said if i'm looking at porn and smoking cigars i'm not talking kind to myself i'm not i'm not loving myself for sure by my behaviors it's obvious i'm not so yeah. today when i got up and i started to tell myself i love myself and i saw myself and i was compassionate and kind to myself and then sent it to others including people i have difficulty with it just naturally 
had me move in the direction of wanting to go exercise. I'm like, ooh, this feels good. I feel good about myself. I want to do this for me. I want more of this. I want to feel better about myself. And so that's kind of the, there's two paths, right? Which, or there's two wolves inside of us, you know, which, which one you feed. I want to yeah. feed the, the loving kindness wolf, whatever that fucking allegory is, man. <laughs> I, I think, I think this raises an, another interesting, um, adaptation of what you just brought up because i am imagining uh if you're if you're listening to this episode you might be in the middle of a uh, self-loathing um mm. and saying i love you to yourself in the mirror might be a little bit difficult um so i'm gonna invite you instead to take on just starting off with i don't like you and then moving up from there like yeah. i I think you're okay. I accept you. Yeah. I like you. And and just keep going until you arrive at a place where, hey, I I can believe this. And the next step is just a little bit more kindness. And I can reach that. I can say that to me. And you might reach I love you. You might not. But it's. I think it's worth it to begin applying a little bit more compassion there. I, I think, like, as Scott is pointing to, um, a lot of the suffering that we experience from this this phase of addictive behavior and self-loathing is is mostly just that like hey i shouldn't be here i should be doing other things um this feels weak uh and i i should be better right now or i i should be doing something different mm. and when that's replaced with compassion as scott was saying um that allows for the entire experience to pass much more quickly um I think the thing that comes to mind right now is like throwing up. Uh, you could you could spend all of your time resisting it, and it would suck, and then you'd be nauseated for a few hours, or you could just throw up, and it would be over with. Um, so something to chew on. If that exercise doesn't feel like it's a strong match, one other thing to consider is simply breathing. And, and that came up as you were speaking as well. So I'm, I'm actually enjoying that we're diving into this, because this is all shit that I should be using right after this podcast. <laughs> Um, <laughs> don't shit all over yourself rob yeah well that's uh <laughs> that's what's happening right now so yeah, it's alive man. uh but, cool. but yeah cool. fair thanks enough. for owning that yeah <laughs> um but but with with breathing this this is actually i think the the lowest lowest effort thing that seems to make a difference and the only thing that goes into that process is uh you breathe in for like a second or two and then you breathe out for longer than you breathe in. So, and I tend to just kind of like breathe through my teeth, kind of part my lips a little bit. And just, so it slows down the breath. And I just keep that up for like 10, 12 breaths. And by the end of it, I can feel my body beginning to settle down. It doesn't mm. feel like raw and sharp and antsy anymore. Um, and that is sometimes enough for me to feel motivated to do some stuff. And then I feel better after doing some stuff. Mm. Um, so th that's another approach. I think that's pretty much, that's, I, I think that's the easiest thing that I can think of. How about you, man? Is no, yeah, that mind for you? No, I love that, man. Like that's, it, you're saying that, you know, telling someone who's really in the shit, telling them, looking in the mirror, saying, I love you is, could be super challenging. Like, when it doesn't feel true 
and that makes sense to me. So starting with something a little bit less, like I'm okay with you or, or whatever, like stepping it down. Sure. Why not, man? Like I get that. And then you're saying you like, you're kind of in the shit right now. And what you do is to breathe. And that feels like really simple. Cause you don't have to talk. You don't have to look in the mirror. That feels really vulnerable and you're already feeling pretty raw. So just breathing in and breathing out makes sense because if you're paying attention to your breath, you know, you, you're not, you can't think and breathe at the same time is what I get. And so also it starts to help regulate your nervous system and your body starts to settle. And at that point, you're better able to, you're more likely to move into action around doing something, you know, moving your body even more. And that, that really makes sense to me. I think that's a great idea, you know, totally lands for me. Take the, the the path of least resistance when it comes to shit like this. I mean, when it comes to fitness, I don't take that fucking road. I take the path of most resistance. <laughs> <laughs> but when I'm dysregulated and my nervous system is fucked up, I think the path of least resistance is, is the move. And that's what it sounded like you were saying. And I get it for sure. I think that's great advice for the listener. You know, that's struggling to tell themselves they love you know, I love you or whatever. It doesn't feel true just to breathe, man. Maybe another thing that I do is I like to put my hand on the place that's that I'm feeling the difficult emotion. And, uh, you know, just sometimes I like to name it too. Like, what am I feeling? Oh, that's anger or that's sadness. So maybe on top of breathing, like you said, you know, breathing in, breathing out. Maybe place your hand on your stomach or on your chest, wherever you're feeling it. And, hey, that's anger. Like, I'm not angry. There's just this energy in my system. And I'm identifying it as using anger. And typically, when you can name it, feel it, breathe, it tends to dissipate pretty a lot more quickly than it would you know, um, if you're jerking off or (laughs) 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 playing video games, because right when you get out of the video game and the porn, there it is, you know, everywhere you go, there you are. So, yeah, it's just been suppressed for the duration that we've been distracted and it's back there again. I, I imagine that what you just described is one of those exercises where like hearing it, it's like that can't work, but then you do it and then it's like, oh shit, I see what he means. And so for, I want to say that if you're listening to this right now, all the exercises that we just described, it's going to be like kind of going to the buffet. You pick up the things that you think might work for you and then you try them. And if you like it, keep using it. If it doesn't do anything for you, that's also all right. You just want to keep on going until you find the tool that is effective for you. I I think the crazy part about brains and human consciousness is like how variable it is. And yeah. Scott is able to feel and direct love towards himself and other people, and that works. And I fucking can't. So I, I can't use that exercise, but that's okay. You might be able to. And yeah. so it's worth just giving it a shot. Yeah, and I, that's what I love about you, Rob. You always let the listener know, like, hey, man, this is my practice. This is your practice. It doesn't you know, take bits and pieces of it or don't take any of it. Whatever lands for you, cool. It's yours to keep. Whatever doesn't, throw it away, man. Like, there's no, this is, there's, there's nothing here that is true until you experience it yourself, you the listener. 
once you experience it or if something doesn't feel good, you know, like, yeah. It's like th you throw shit against the wall. If it sticks, cool, man. I always tell, like, if I'm doing a video or something, I always say, please don't take my word for it. Please don't. But practice, practice it. And if in your experience a shift occurs, then the practice deepens. This is my personal experience. Take it for what it's worth. You know? I, I, I love that about you. You always let the listener know, like, hey, man, this might not work for you. This might work for you. Take bits and pieces. Find out what does work for you. And then keep doing that. Yeah. I Thanks, man. Yeah, I, you're welcome. I feel like you and I have been on this journey for long enough that we know that like advice is just like finding a key in the middle of the road. Like it might work for the lock I have back at home, but it's just as likely to not. And mm -hmm. I think that's what tends to go wrong when someone like a guru is just like, Hey, this is the truth. Well, no, that's, that's the truth for that guy. Yep. And if I'm really similar to that person, it might work too, but it's still not a guarantee. And it's not that he's trying to scam anyone. It's just, that's the reality that he experiences. So, I think what we're laying down at your feet right now is just like, hey, we've been through this process of feeling like crap a lot. And <laughs> these things, <laughs> they've moved the needle. And there's so much good material out there. I, I think once you even get started looking for like loving kindness meditations, you might run into stuff that deals with your vagus nerve. You mm -hmm. might run into breath work and just try them all out. Um, I think there's this this idea of expertise that forms in my head around how if you want to become an expert, you just keep taking risks until you look around you and you're in this empty field. It's like you and like two other people because you've left everyone else behind. You've just gone where no one else has been willing to go. Yeah. And I think the same thing happens for this particular practice. Couldn't agree more, man. I have this saying, there's my way, there's your way, there is no way, you know? And, and I also believe for the listener, like somebody said this to me a long time ago, the seeing is inside your looking. And that's profound, man. As long as you continue to look for something, you're going to find it. So you're seeing, you're seeing the difference that you need in a moment of distress is inside your looking. So keep looking. All of you out there that are trying to find ways to regulate yourself, to, you know, move through difficult emotions, you will find your way. You're listening to a podcast like this. So I know <laughs> for sure you're on the growth path. Like Rob and I said, it might not be the way we do, but that's okay. And that's okay. You'll find your way as long as you continue to look for it. Yeah. Shit, I mean, that feels <laughs> feels pretty complete over here. I don't know if I have anything else to add on top of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I hope that helps. I'm going to stick a few more resources in the description of this particular podcast. Uh, some of the terminology that we brought up, some stuff that might be useful for you. Um, and I invite you to just go out, check it out. Um, and take this on the same way that a scientist would. You're running mm -hmm. an experiment on your own brain and you're going to find the keys that you need. Just keep looking. Right on, man. I love that. You'll find the keys that you're looking for. Just keep looking.
And that's basically our time. So uh, we'll catch you next Thursday, 8 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, Love you and peace. Yeah, I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Peace.